Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It is the Friday, December 17th edition of the show. I am your host uh, or co-host, Gary. I'm correct. That was weird. I swear, I did that super weird. I don't know what the hell that was about. Yeah, yeah. Always got to make it weird. Well, that's the way it goes. That is the way it goes. I've, I've hosted uh, two shows today, so I'm kind of I'm trying to figure it all out. Trying to get it all figured out. All right, uh, let's see. We've got a lot to discuss. Uh, first off, Chris, why in the hell does the Pac-12 feel the need to announce their schedule in the middle of all of the other crap that's going on? Did you see this? Like, they announced it on no. Thursday. Like their their college football schedule, they they could totally make an event out of this, like at least some sort of an event, and and instead they just announce it like the day after signing day. I do not understand this crap. Like this is why college football cannot get out of their own way, or, or college this, athletics. Listen, Gary, this is a this is a bunch of people that they want to take all the attention they can off the of signing day, and so not all of them obviously. Some of them have pretty good classes, but for the most part, the Pac-12 and the Power Five. Not not faring as well as the rest of the country. No, I mean I, I do suppose that you've got a point there. I'm just it just doesn't make any sense to me. Of course, the uh, the Big Ten I think announced like a couple of weeks ago. It's like guys, just wait until winter when we're all begging for something to talk about. Like, come on, uh, it, there's a way to set up this college football calendar, and and nobody pays attention to it. Everybody just does whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and give the rundown. Go to winningcureseverything.com. You can find everything you need to know about us over there. Uh, you need to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Make sure to leave a nice five-star review on Apple if that is your podcast app of choice. And make sure and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave some nice comments, like the video, all that good stuff. I would certainly appreciate it. Chris would as well if, uh, if you could knock that out. So we're up to like 5,130. I'm going to keep updating the numbers on that YouTube thing because that's the only one that has a tangible number attached to it. 
So, uh, so yes, we want to reach even greater goals as we continue because we are well past the one that we had set for the end of the NFL season. So, uh, so go ahead and do that. Subscribe, share the show out, all that good stuff. The show is brought to you each and every time out by BetUS. It is America's premier online sports book. BetUS is where the game begins. Go to BetUS.com. There's a link in the description for that. You can get signed up. Still lots of sports to gamble on, even though the uh, the college football season is rounding out as we speak. All right. Uh, oh, Chris uh, does the Bookmaker Review College Football Show. I do the BetUS College Football Show. Links are in the description Chris, for those Chris, as well. Chris doesn't do that show anymore. Oh, Chris does not do that. Okay, so we have not even discussed yep. that. Okay, so okay. so the BetUS College Football Show. That's the one that uh, that I'll send people over to. That's uh, the college football show that I host. So uh, let's start off with uh, with this topic. The Jags have fired head coach Urban Meyer, and I'm not going to say that we didn't see this coming, but uh, but at this point in the season, it seemed a little weird. It's kind of strange, Chris, that of all the different PR hits that Urban Meyer has taken, the one that finally got him out the door with Shad Khan. I believe that's uh, that's the Jaguars owner. The one that got him out of there is the idea that he kicked or may have kicked, allegedly kicked a kicker in the preseason. Josh Lambeau came out and was like, "Yeah, he's a he's a piece of trash." Blah 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 blah. Um, there's been a lot of things go wrong in Urban Meyer's first year in the NFL, and this was like the the penultimate deal, right? So give me give me your thoughts on Urban being out in Jacksonville. Well, I, I would like to know the details of it. I have kind of been balls deep into work today. I, I have paid attention to zero sports stuff today at all. So I don't know. Did they fire him for calls? Are they going to pay him the $16 million? I think that they are They're going to try and find a way to fire him with calls. Right now he is well, he's if fired. He, if, he, if they can show that he kicked the kicker, then, then you got a call. Because then you, he physically – you can say he physically assaulted somebody in a workplace, and you know, so yeah. that's that. Uh, I, I will tell you this: I'm not a. I, I don't like Urban Meyer. I we all first off, let's let's lay this out here quickly. Everybody in the whole world, but Chad Khan, knew this was going to be a huge embarrassing failure. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, so, we talked about that. So before. Nobody should be surprised that this is a disaster because it's a disaster. It's like the most predictable disaster you could imagine. There are people that went to see the movie Final Destination 2 and didn't see the disaster coming as much as we saw this disaster coming. Okay? It's true. <laughs> All right. So that, that being said, he is a piece of crap, and he's done a lot of kind of shady, awful things, whatever. The, the least of which is, is uh, obviously under consensual situations letting some girl grind up on his wings, all right? They're both <laughs> old enough, and, and you know, that, that's like the least awful thing he did. But he's a very unlikable guy. This is what I don't like, okay? I don't like Lambo coming out acting like he's some type of victim and or hero today. Like, if this happened in preseason, why didn't this story come? Why didn't you come tell somebody immediately? Oh, it's, it's like he was waiting, waiting to pile on. It's easy, easy to pile on. Okay, you're waiting until it's easy to stand out and to call somebody out for their crap, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. I, I, it's just ridiculous that this is what it finally took. But if this is the 
the thing that tipped the scales to where, A, we can actually fire him without paying him all of that money, then, okay, I could totally understand it. It's just a weird thing because, like, how how do you prove that? Like, unless you've got video of him actually kicking Josh, that's a that's a he said, she said. But I don't think thing. I don't think you have, but in a court case like this, you don't have to prove it, Gary. It's not beyond reasonable doubt. This is more probable than not. I have not seen anybody that backed up Lambo yet. So that's that's what I'm but curious about. But it doesn't matter. About. Has anybody backed up Urban not doing that? And so now you put it before a jury of their peers in, in, in a civil court, not a criminal court, a civil court, and you go before a judge and you try to see what do you think happened and whose story is more believable and all you need is forty nine and a half percent to go your way. Yeah. Or okay. fifty and a half percent to go your way. That's it. Yeah, it's That's it's it. not it's not like a criminal court case. It's a it's no, civil. This is not so. beyond uh, is not beyond reasonable doubt. This is more probable than not. That's all you need. And if Urban did it or if Urban doesn't think he could win that case, he wouldn't even be able to fight it because it could cost him more to fight it. Yeah. No, that's uh that's a valid point. We'll uh we'll see what happens. So this is a, a a strange situation, but not one that we did not see coming. I will certainly say that. Uh, let's move off of Urban and hey, let's uh let's give a brief early signing day uh discussion. How's that? Uh, I think that's okay. the best way to say it. Uh, I'm going to read off the top ten. We got A and M, Alabama, Georgia, one, two, three. Then you got Ohio State at four. A or sorry, Texas at five. Uh, Penn State 6, that's a surprising class for James Franklin. Notre Dame 7, North Carolina 8, Michigan 9, Oklahoma 10. Surprising Oklahoma jumping in at 10 there uh, with only 15 commits, but 12 of them are four stars. Uh, hell of a job. Hell of a job keeping that class together for uh, for Brent Venables. Um, let's see, Mac Brown doing his thing, of course. Marcus Freeman doing it at Notre Dame. Uh, overall, like A&M with the number one class thus far, which is so weird. Like Chris, I'm so ready to be tired. Like done, I'm done. I'm done with this early signing day crap because it's right in the middle of everything else. Like I saw an article from Ross Dellinger, who over at SI, and he said that the uh, NCAA officials and and the people that are actually at these institutions that can make a change are looking into this being the last early signing day. Like they're just going to go back to February because this is it's too much. Like it's just becoming too much. Um. But yeah, so the the signing day numbers are not done yet because we they still have through Friday to sign early, and then we still have the day in February. So we actually don't have any idea where we're going to go with this. But um, alas, off of my soapbox here, uh, Deion Sanders kind of stole the headlines. Travis Hunter, number one recruit in the country, flips from Florida State to Jackson State. What was your initial impression of that? Uh, I was shocked, but you know. I'm, you know, I think it's exciting. I think it's good for college football. You know, I mean, he's going to go. The the thing that I worry about or I wonder how it's going to look is, he, let's say he plays three years there, okay, and and then goes in the NFL draft. Will there be elite teams that are suspect of him playing just so low caliber talent? across the board compared to what he would be going against in, in a Power 5 or where that would hurt him in the future. So, I one would rightfully assume that, I think. But, on the other hand, we did see, like, Steve McNair at Alcorn 
Like, he was drafted, what, number three overall? Like, if you got talent, you got talent. And, I understand and that, that, but Steve McNair played quarterback, and that's a little bit different than playing – if he plays DB or receiver, we're going to have a different conversation. Yeah, okay. I can I can maybe see where you're going with this. Uh, I will say because that – Because you can look at a quarterback just running through drills, and if he's got arm talent and he's got a live arm, but having instinct and skill – to, to be able to hang with the best athletes in the world is totally different than having the instincts and the skills to shut down guys that, I mean, I'm not talking or even close to what D1, you know, wide receivers or DBs are like. If he was going to Grambling or Tennessee State or somewhere like that, uh, absolutely, for sure. Uh, but going to Jackson State, remember, Deion Sanders is still tied in very tight with the NFL community. Um, I think that's actually probably going to help. Yeah, him. but you're not going to get any game film from him for three years. That's basically what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, but you've got you're a coach still... that everybody knows and everybody likes, but you're going to have zero game film for three years that anybody can trust at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand and where you're also, coming from. Also, you're not going to be challenged. So you're talking about having a race car that basically just takes pace like uh, lap for three years and then hoping they could go to the NFL and ramp that thing up to a level. Well, I mean, he'll, he'll basically have, you know, one or two chances to really be able to do that, and that would be, you know, he's going to have uh, the Army All-American game, which uh, it's either that one or the underarm. I don't remember which one he's playing in, but either way. Uh, outside of that, Senior Bowl, maybe. Uh, some of these other, you know, NFL Combine, something along those lines. He'll only have a few opportunities here and there to really show what he's capable of doing. He and, won't play in the Senior Bowl because he probably won't come out as a senior. He'll come out as a junior. Well, but if he's if if he comes out as a junior, like why would you come out as a junior if you're not a first, second, third round pick? Oh no, he's still going to be that. I'm just telling you. No, I think he still has potential to be a first, second, third. <clears throat> I'm telling you that once he actually gets into the league, it ain't your rookie contract that makes you a lot of money. It ain't NIL in college that makes you life changing generational money. It's your second contract in the NFL that changed your life, your kids' lives, and your grandkids' lives for the future. If yeah. you aren't battle-tested for three years and all you do is go up against guys that couldn't come close to making any team that you play on, and then you have to go up against professionals, I think it's going to be shockwaves to the system. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that he did it. I'm just saying that it, it's a cautionary tale because I could see three, four years from now when he gets into the league in four or five years, I, I think I think if it goes badly, it's going to be really hard for other NFL kids, for other kids to come behind him and do the same thing. Because they're, the scouts are going to not trust kids from HBCUs. It, it may start a trend now, uh, but that trend, as soon as he hits the NFL, if he is not successful, uh, that will that will be a trend that dies pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. So, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, Dion says there is no NIL bag. There's no none of that. He he went on uh, the ESPN morning radio show with uh, with Jay Will and whoever else is on that thing and uh, basically said, like, we ain't got no money. Like, he told him He was like, a, a million and a half? Like, that's all a lie? Basically, it's people that are uh, upset. They, uh, as Stephen Godfrey would say, they got hurt butt. Like, that's basically what it is. So, it's a... Uh, now, here's my thing. Go ahead. It, I think that's sad that he has say that by the way oh yeah why, why is it wrong if the kid did get the money 
Like, all these people that are butthurt, my thing is this. Florida State, how the hell do you not have a bag where you got outbagged by, 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 by a little bit poor school in Mississippi? Exactly. I don't think it was that. I don't think it's NIL at all. I, Florida State has a bag. Like, they, they got all kind of stuff uh, that they can set up for them. I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is, like, if he wants to go and learn under Deion Sanders and, and learn how to be all of these different things, right? Like, Travis Hunter has been famous for several years now. If he wants to learn how to be famous and how to how to monetize that, how to capitalize on it, uh, on the other side, like people are talking about this with uh, setting up new NCAA legislation and black, like people recommending all kind of shit. Look, this is not an NCAA school. Like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> this whole thing is insane. They don't they don't have to do the same thing that the NCAA does. It, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't I don't get it. Um, but this is what happens, Gary. Whenever somebody who's a big boy doesn't get their way, they want to change the rules because it had to be unfair. This is what we've done in our country. This is what we've become. Is if if I'm supposed to win and I don't win, the other side had to cheat. Yeah, that's a Florida. And then not Florida's, only did uh, they had to cheat, not only did they had to cheat, but I think we should change the rules now so they can't ever cheat like that again. This is what yeah. we do. If this is how the grown-ups act, if this is how our politicians act. The people who run our country, why in the hell would we expect anybody else to act differently? Agreed. Agreed. Uh, last thing I want to hit on with signing day was uh, Clemson. Only 13 players uh, signed with Clemson. Like, this is – I'm not going to say that the hires were bad because we don't know. But at the same time, like, it's a little tricky situation here. If you're not going to bring in transfers, uh, only 13 – and, again, this is early signing day. They could be waiting till February. But, like, a lot of the kind of guys that Clemson is used to signing have already signed. Like, this is a, a bit of a strange situation. I, I will be curious to see if Dabo and, and that plan that he wants to stick to, if that is something that can be a winning formula going forward. Like, you kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I mean, LSU didn't sign, but like a few kids. So, well, but like, that's a that's not, a you know, you know that's a coaching change. Like that that's a head coaching change. Like LSU doesn't even have two coordinators right now. Like at Clemson has the whole thing. Like they they got everybody that they need. Uh, LSU, you could totally understand it. Like that, that first signing but, class for a new coach is is one thing. But but can't you roll? But you get to roll those scholarships though, right? Like if you don't, yeah. I mean, I've listened to a guy that was talking about LSU. Like if LSU. <laughs> doesn't sign their full 22. Like, if they only sign 15, like, they get to sign, like, 28 next year. Well, I mean, like, they'll, they'll get to sign 32 for, like, the next three years or something like that. I mean, it's it's yeah. something crazy. So, like, so it's, so it's fine. Like, if, if you didn't have the guys and these new coordinators that just came in, you know, aren't established, but, like, next year, you know, they will be established and you think we're good, then you go all in next year and you try to, try to start building them and well, you but know, the other yeah, the other part of this is LSU uh, has never said that they are not in on transfers. Like I think I think Brian Kelly oh, is going to is, he's going to factor heavily oh, into the transfer portal. No, you're you're 100 percent right. Now the transfers don't really affect that you know 22 number. Um, so that's uh, a well, two four seven now has uh, an overall uh, you know that counts transfers that just went into effect yesterday. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, not a whole lot of movement within the transfer. We'll actually talk about that here in a second. Actually, let's go on and do that right now. Let's talk transfer portal. Um, lots to discuss in the transfer portal. Dylan Gabriel announced today that he is going to UCLA. 
So Dylan Gabriel with Chip Kelly, I don't know if you saw that news, but uh, but let me get your first reaction. Mine was, whoa. Uh, and other than that, I, I don't even know what to think about him in, in Chip Kelly's offense yet, but uh, give me your thoughts. Uh, I like what Chip Kelly's been doing down there. And with chaos happening at Florida State, maybe a guy like Dylan Gabriel, uh, not Florida State, Oregon, um, maybe a guy like Dylan Gabriel can can be what he's missing to to be be the big time playmaker and and you know another year just getting building up at Florida State can get him to uh, where he needs to go and and maybe compete to win the Pac-12. Most certainly, and then we've got a, a ton of LSU news as far as the transfer front goes. Uh, Miles Brennan announced that he is staying home today. Uh, put up the Wolf of Wall Street. You know, I'm not leaving. All that kind of stuff with Leo DiCaprio. Uh, so Miles Brennan will be here, and it looks like he might get to play in the bowl game, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Um, but along with that, they did get offensive lineman Miles Frazier, who was a big-time pickup. Offensive lineman out of FIU uh, was a, just a huge, huge guy, and they expect big things out of him. So he is going to LSU. On the other side, Eli Ricks, uh, who announced you know right after Ed Orgeron was fired that he was going to be leaving at the end of the season. He's been out with an injury. Eli Ricks announces he's going to Alabama, and now all the scuttlebutt is that Kayshawn Butte might be joining him in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I am sure that that has not made you exactly thrilled, but uh, but I do want to get your reaction on all the happenings in Baton Rouge. No, I mean I'm not I'm not thrilled about them leaving. That that would uh, I, you know that's just part of it. Regime change. I've said this all along. Regime change is going to come change. I don't like them going to Alabama. But I mean that's you know I I don't I don't know how I don't know how kids are wired to do that stuff you know what I'm saying yeah like that doesn't make sense to me that like guys guys playing two years at Ole Miss and then saying okay I'm transferring because the coach left or whatever oh let me pick Mississippi State like that doesn't make sense like this thing that you've been impressed in you to hate you're supposed to just go play with them now and, you know I I have a problem with that but their kids. Let them do whatever the hell they want. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm pro-transfer. You know that. Uh, what about Miles Frazier and Miles Brennan? What uh, Any thoughts on those? Uh, I love Miles Brennan coming back. He was he was an LSU guy. He paid his dues, and he got this was supposed to be his year, and he got hurt. You think this has anything to do, like him staying, do you think it has anything to do with Max Johnson transferring? Well, I mean, uh, a little bit. But I think he thinks he's going to beat Max Johnson out. After having Max Johnson play for a year and getting a year of tape on Max, I think he, he felt like he could beat Max out. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I think the biggest thing is is he's going to come back. He'll have one year left, and he would get to basically play over Walker Howard, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that'll be the biggest thing. Like, you will be the first um, the first transfer I get not transferred, the first quarterback under Brian Kelly in Baton Rouge, and that's uh, that's always a big deal. So, you know, I think that's a, that's a good thing. I think what LSU's got going on, it's uh, not just a regime change, but like an entire philosophical and it's change. it's not a done deal that Kenyon's gone either, by the way. No, 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 Keishon Butte no. is, uh, is, is not in the portal yet. He, is, he has had interviews. He's told everybody he's going to at least, you know, go through spring practice, see who they bring in as offense coordinator, et cetera. Uh, all the that's scuttlebutt right. has to do with – he uh, retweeted Eli Ricks' tweet last night. He's been liking a bunch of uh, Bryce Young's tweets over the past week or so. It's just, you know, it, it, the the typical college football rumor mill uh, continues to go strong. Um, 
All right. So I did. I was going to hit on Tom Brady's NIL stuff, but uh, but I'm I'm not worried about that one. Let's let's talk about this right quick because I really want to get your opinion on this. We are having COVID outbreaks at a just astronomical rate right now, and as we know, there are some states in this country that are much more uh, maybe tyrannical would not be the right word, but uh, much more. Uh, subject to lockdowns. Yeah, restrictive. That's that's what I'm looking for. They're much more restrictive when it comes to this COVID stuff than some other states. The Super Bowl this year is scheduled to be held in Los Angeles in February. If you are the NFL and you don't want to go through all the mess, do you go ahead and remove that and and you know maybe swap next year's and I don't know where next year's is. But you Next try and, year's is in Vegas, so they're not swapping that. Probably not swapping that. I mean, do you do you find a way to make it uh, much more accessible, or or do you just stick with the plan and, and hope for the best? Uh, I think you try to use your power and influence over the local and state government. I mean, they kind of did that last year with the uh, with the Rose Bowl, right? College football did, um, and they ended yeah. up pulling the Rose Bowl for the college football playoff and put it in Dallas. Uh, so that's that's what I'm concerned about is, you know, we're going to have one of those situations where the game will but basically But they don't have the money or the power or the influence that the NFL does. That's true. That is true. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. The NFL did announce that uh, that anybody that has uh, two, two shots, like they're not mandating um, vaccines for everybody. Like obviously you can still go through and like get tested, all that good stuff. But if you have two shots – and you're already quote unquote fully vaccinated. Uh, now you are going to have to have three shots. So they are making you get a booster to be considered fully vaccinated, so that you don't have to go through all the all the crap that everybody else does when they are not fully vaccinated. So very. I just don't understand that once they get fully vaccinated, <clears throat> and um, I've listened to a lot of COVID information from a lot of different sources. I feel like I'm pretty well informed. And, and have my opinion made. I'm not trying to force my opinion on other people, but I do think that once once you all right. So if you want everybody to get the booster, that's fine. If you get the booster, I would just let it be done. We're done testing. We're done testing. We don't care if you get it or not because we have enough information to know that if you get it and you've got the booster, you're probably not going to get real sick. And it doesn't matter if you get sick, then then we'll test you, and we don't want you to come to work until you're better, just like anything else. But there's no reason to test them. Just isn't, isn't that strange though? I thought that I thought these guys were basically done testing for the most part anyway once they got fully vaccinated. And now you've got just also outbreaks. Too, but they're not. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So, no, no, that's it. I just, I, I think, if you, and that, that's that's that would be what that would be the motivation I would use to get people to be willing to get the, the booster. Is I would tell them if you get the booster. Then, then, then you can then you can forego testing for the rest of the year. So if your team makes the playoffs, you know you're not going to be opted out because of COVID. Yeah, because yeah. we think your body is you've got enough immunity in the, in the science that we have in there to to have it. Yeah, basically, if you feel well enough to play, you can play. I think that's good enough. I think that's good enough. All right. Uh, uh, we'll mention right quick, Carson Strong and Kenneth Walker III have opted out of their bowl games, so that is, uh, you know, pretty big news. Kenneth Walker III opting out of the Peach Bowl. Uh, relatively big information heading into that pit game. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening with Kenny Pickett 
But uh, but you know, two top seven Heisman finalists. Uh, that's kind of, or top six, I guess Heisman finalists. That's a little strange. Um, no, it was a running back though, and and, and that yeah. matters. I mean, those guys those guys have more risk than anybody else of getting hurt and getting injured. He just had a career year, you know. This is an exhibition, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Carson Strong for Nevada. Uh, I don't even remember what bowl game they're playing in. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with those guys. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, let's move into our college football bowl pick'em. Now we are going to roll through eight games today. Uh, not a. I'm not going to do a ton of insight. I'm not going to read uh, all the different stats and this and that. This is basically a pick'em. I gave out my official plays on BetUS. Uh, so Chris, if you do have like official plays. Uh, go ahead and, you know. No, I'm not going to say it. This is pick em. This is pick em. That's right. That's right. That's what I like to hear. All right. So, uh, let's see. The official plays for me over at BetUS on the, the BetUS College Football Show. Let's start off with game number one. That would be Friday, December 17th at 11 a.m. Central Time. We have got the Bahamas Bowl. Middle Tennessee against Toledo. Uh, I will go ahead and tell you that I did make an official play on this. I am riding with Toledo. They are the significantly better team uh, overall. Uh, bowl gifts for this. Board shorts, ice shaker bottle, beach towel, string backpack, lapel pin, additional item to be determined later. Uh, so, you know, nothing crazy. Nice that, uh, that they're getting a beach towel here. Um, Toledo had multiple opportunities to have a better record. Jason Candle should be better than this. And yet, uh, you know, they did pick it up towards the end of the season. But uh, Middle Tennessee, man, I just – they've swapped quarterbacks. I think they're on their fourth quarterback of the season now. Bailey Hockman from NC State was supposed to be the guy for a long time. And uh, and he ended up uh, medically retiring. He just retired from football. So, uh, so in this situation, like, this is just a significantly better team in Toledo. And I think that this is a, you know, let's end the year the right way MTSU has been awful in bowl games. Rick Stock still has uh, has not been good. Now, overall, through his season, he's been pretty good. But, uh, but give me your thoughts on this one. Uh, so, is this still double digits? Are we still at 10? Yeah, yeah, we're still at 10. So, in bowl games, where I don't really have a feeling one way or the other, or I have a question mark about something, I usually just take the dog and, and, and run with it. Um, I'm going to do that here because I think Bahamas Bowl, you have two teams from – uh, pretty poor areas of the country that aren't very glamorous places to live, and uh, they're both getting dropped off in the Bahamas for a week. I would <laughs> rather pick this game about 30 minutes before game time so I can see who looks hungover. 
Like, but you're telling me that Middle Tennessee, well, you know, it's still in Tennessee, and it's about an hour away from Nashville, so it's not too bad. Toledo, on the other hand, listen, there was a war between Michigan and Ohio for the state of, for, for the area of Toledo, and Michigan won, and Ohio had to keep Toledo. Right? That's what I know about Toledo. That that that's the case. It, they're the Midwest. I know the whole country right now is having like a weird heat wave, but it's still shitty to be in Toledo. I think they're going to be more hungover. This is about give a damn, not about talent. That's what these bowl games come down to. If this was for a championship, or the winner of every player got a hundred thousand dollars, I would take Toledo a hundred times over a hundred, laying the points. But I just wonder about give a damn. I can understand it. So you're riding MTSU plus ten, uh, Middle Tennessee, and the the fighting Rick Stockstills. I, I can understand it. All right, that will move us over to uh, the other Friday bowl game, Friday, December seventeenth at five p.m. Central Time, and that would be. The Tail Greeter Cure Bowl with Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina. Coastal currently a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, the bowl gifts here, long-sleeve, dry-fit T-shirt, flex-fit performance hat, deluxe duffel bag, and wireless power bank. Oh, and then an ice shaker bottle. So uh, basically just a uh, scene-on-TV section just tossed into a bag and uh, and handed to them from, uh, from, from what I can tell. Uh, this is, look... Northern Illinois has gotten me multiple times this year. Uh, their coach, Thomas Hammock, retweeted you and I, and it, and it was me basically bad-mouthing Northern Illinois at the beginning of the season. They are the second youngest FBS team in college football. Like, that is bananas to me. And the recruiting classes were not exactly great. Like, nobody expected this out of this team this year. But the coaching staff that he's put together has put together some incredible game plans so far this season. Coastal Carolina has been putrid as a favorite uh, this year. Like, they, whenever they go up against anybody with a pulse, uh, which, by the way, uh, according to ESPN, uh, Coastal Carolina's strength of schedule, number 130. That, that's out of 130 teams. So they haven't really played a ton of great teams this year. Uh, but when they do, they don't seem to cover. Uh, Northern Illinois, I think, can run the football on them a little bit. Now, Northern Illinois also may not have seen anybody like their defensive line, but I, I tend to believe that this one will be a little bit closer than the experts think. I, I think Northern Illinois plus 10.5 is the go for me because, uh, like I said on the BetUS show, uh, they ain't getting me again. I, I will I will ride with them this time. I knew that was going to happen. I knew you were going to get guilted into doing that. As soon as I thought this was the game, I thought, there's no way he's publicly going to bet against Northern Illinois. You know I, I bet against them with, uh, with Kent State. Like, I bet against them in the uh, in the MAC championship game, and they blew out Kent State, like destroyed them. Yeah. You know what Kent State ain't got? They ain't got a defensive front like Coastal Carolina. Okay. Right. I love Jamie Tedwell. You know that. I think this defensive front is pretty damn good. I think this might be the best defense Northern Illinois plays all year. I'm curious to see how they handle that. Uh, I don't like laying big numbers. Um, in bowl games, we just talked about why, because I think there's a whole lot of give a damn factor in this. Uh, so I will, I will, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to lay it. Uh, I love Jamie, and uh, he's my guy. And and until I have a reason to ride uh, away from him, I'm riding with. Him. All right, I can get it. I can get it. So coastal minus the ten and a half here. Uh, again, this is Northern Illinois coming from the cab, uh, uh, Illinois. Excuse me, down to Orlando. So. Yeah, it's another one of those situations like uh, coming from Toledo down to the Bahamas, right? 
All right. Uh, third game on the docket here. And, of course, on the Monday show, we will be going over more bowl games. So join us then for that one. But uh, Saturday, December 18th, 10 a.m. Central Time. This is 11 a.m. Eastern. Boca Raton Bowl. It's the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, the gift bag for this one, Western Kentucky and App State, is a gift suite. <laughs> it's, you always love seeing that. It's like, who knows? Who knows what could possibly be in this grab bag? Uh, App State is favored by three points here. Uh, Western Kentucky has not faced a defense anywhere remotely close to what App State is. The thing that scares me here, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take App State, but the thing that scares me is the turnover bug for App State. Now, if you go back and look, uh, Kyle, that's on the BetUS show with me, uh, went through and actually went game by game. And the games where uh, App State played against Louisiana, they had a ton of turnovers. And then in all the other games combined, they were like plus three on the season. So yeah. maybe it was only yeah. a Louisiana thing. Um, well, it's good defenses against bad defenses. And yeah. that's, that's what I feel about and, what, and Western, Western Kentucky does not have a good defense. I'll certainly say that. Uh, App no. State is fantastic against the pass. They are going to be able to get after Bailey Zapp. Uh, I do think Bailey Zapp is going to get his. When they just decide to sling it, they're really good. But I'm only having to give up three here. I think App State can slow the game down. I, I think they're going to cover the three. Yeah, so I, I love App State in this game. The, the best part of this game is you're going to really have when App State's on defense and, and – and, and get the, uh, uh, West Kentucky's on offense, you're going to have best on best, okay? you got a team that does not let you throw on them. They do not let you score touchdowns in the air against a team that does nothing but throw on people and score touchdowns in the air. So you really do have best on best, and I like that, and I'm excited for that. I think the boys from App State are better than Western Kentucky. I think they're bigger, they're stronger, they're more mature. I might be wrong on that, but that's just that, that's just a perception that I have. I also, when you're on the other side, that App State offense is going to be so much bigger and stronger and better than Western Kentucky's defense. Western Kentucky's defense is going to have a hard time ever getting any stops at all. And yeah. so I just think if App State wanted to try to score with them tit for tat, I think they would have no problems doing that. If App State wanted to slow this game down and just bring it into the mud and play it, you know, uh, uh, you know, a 40-minute, 40, 40 45-minute time of possession kind of game and, and just hold the football forever and score. I think they can do that. I yeah. think they can win multiple ways, and I see only one possible way uh, 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 West Kentucky can win, and that's if they somehow just do what nobody else has done. Which is make App State's defense look bad. True, very, very true. But their passing um, defense is the best passing defense in America. They're probably the best passing defense in all the G five, except for maybe um, uh, Cincinnati this year. And I bet they might be even better than Cincinnati. So that, that this is a, a talent of best on best. I'm excited about that. Yes, yes, you are 100 percent right. Uh, notes on this one, by the way. Uh, Corey Sutton, star wide receiver for App State, is out. Uh, he did have surgery at the end of the season, so he won't be playing in this. Um, but I, I don't think it'll matter. At App State should be able to run. I think they're going to run the ball. Yeah, they they most certainly run should. The ball a lot. Uh, and then uh, Bailey's. There's a bunch of guys that are in the transfer portal from Western Kentucky. The uh, the offensive coordinator Zach Kitley is going to Texas Tech, but he is sticking around for this game to help Bailey Zapp. He's got 250 yards away from the all-time NCAA passing yards mark in a season. 
and what three touchdowns, four touchdowns away from breaking Joe Burrow's uh, single season touchdown record. So like uh, a lot that could be up for grabs here if uh, if they get everything rolling. Uh, but App State, I think, is going to do their best to not let it happen to them. So both of us riding App State on that one. Next game here, December 18th, 1.15 p.m. Central Time, we have got the New Mexico Bowl. And that would be the PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl. Fresno State and UTEP. Fresno State an 11.5-point favorite currently. Uh, odds brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins, of course. This is another one that has a gift suite. Blah, blah, blah. I hate the gift suites. Uh, but alas, uh, a lot of these, uh, the smaller bowls tend to have those. Um, Jay Kaner is going to play. Um, Lee Marks is the interim coach, but Jeff Tedford will be the head coach next year. Uh, this is, UTEP is not a great team. Like, they just haven't. It, they have not beaten a single team that is power ranked above number 105. And power ranking, Fresno is in the 50s. Fresno is a good football team. They've actually got a pretty damn good defense, surprisingly. Uh, and with Jay Kaner flinging the ball, like I think they're going to be able to have kind of whatever success they want on UTEP. Uh, I don't see UTEP being able to get pressure on him. I, I just I, I, This looks like a runaway. I'm going to take Fresno minus 11 and a half. Um, I mean, it's. I, I will tell you this. The Miners will have the, the home field advantage here. El Paso, not that far away from where this bowl is being played in um, – in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I, I think like the fan advantage, the crowd advantage will be with UTEP, but uh, but Fresno is just significantly better, man. I'm I'm rolling with the uh, the Bulldogs. So this is this is where I get frustrated. When the Bulldogs started off this season like six and one, the first thing I thought of was, man, I can't wait to bet against them in a bowl game <laughs> because that six and one season is so fraudulent. It is so just backloaded or front-loaded with just garbage. And I, this team is not very good at football. And then I saw who they were playing. And I saw the number and I thought, man, shit. <laughs> because I, I think there's a world where this Fresno team is they're, – they're everything you can't trust right now, all right? Does anybody trust their give a damn at all with the chaos that's going on? Quarterback opted out now coming back because he wasn't allowed to transfer, and then, you know, now trying to play. A lot of the fans had a lot of horrible shit to say about him before he decided to come back. Now there's, like, weird feelings in the locker room. Like, it's it's everything you want to bet. Both of these teams are teams I want to bet against, and they're playing one another, and I hate them. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take the minors, even though I think they're a, a bad football team keep this thing close because I do think they are going to have a ton of fans coming out for this game. And a lot of give a damn. So uh, looking for their first bowl win. Yeah, first bowl win since 1967 is what they're looking for. So uh, very interesting. I think it it actually matters to them. Talk about give a damn. This is a game that 100% is a business trip for them. They are not going out partying, drinking, celebrating, making a bowl game. They are going to work. Yes. Yes, I'm with you. All right, moving to 2.30 p.m. Central on Saturday. We have got the Independence Bowl. And UAB, it's the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. UAB and BYU. BYU currently a seven-point favorite. Bowl gifts on this one. Fossil Watch, 
a gift suite, of course. I told you I hate those. New Era Beanie and a commemorative football from wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> this game is uh, is a lot of fun to go to. It's a small stadium. Um, used to be SEC against Big 12, I think, for a while. And, uh, and it's been SEC against whoever for a long, long time. It, it known more so in these parts as the Weed Whacker Bowl. Uh, but, of course, that has changed a little bit. It is the Independence Bowl. Uh, it's on ABC, BYU. Uh, it's kind of strange to see a team that is in the top 15 in this game. Last time we saw a top 15 ranked team was LSU, and I think they were playing Notre Dame uh, back in like 1997 or 1999 or somewhere along there. But um, but yeah, LSU played in it forever ago. They were the last top 15 team that was in this game. BYU, you would think, would be in a bigger bowl game how much does that factor into this, right? What is the motivation? BYU looks like the bigger, stronger team, but UAB, uh, BYU's defense is is pretty bad, and BYU's offense, uh, sorry, excuse me, UAB's offense uh, is is surprisingly really, really good. Uh, since they switched over to quarterback Dylan Hopkins, they have been really fantastic. Uh, their superstar running back may be out for this game. We're not sure yet. Um, he He's dealing with an injury, so... Yay, nay, who knows? Uh, they haven't really said much about him. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But I think UAB is is going to fight in this one. And and I don't know how much BYU really wants to be in this game. Uh, so I, I will take the team that it seems like has a little more of that give a damn. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with UAB plus seven on this one. So you know how I don't ever, 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 ever like picking against or betting against my boy. Right, Bill Clark. Yep. Yeah, I love, I love him. I love him so much. I look up to him. I admire him. I. But you also like Kalani Sataki. I think Kalani Sataki is one of the best coaches in the country, and I think this UAB team is real, real good. And if there's one team that's not coming to a bowl game to party, also, you know, you you got a party in a little bit of a shady way to party in in uh, Shreveport. Uh, <laughs> Treeport. Yeah, I was going to say Monroe. But in Treeport. So this is, you know, I think I think this is going to be a business trip for them, and, and they're going to have no problems with this game. I think they're just too big. They're too strong. They're, their offense is great. Their offense is not good. They're great. Their defense is great. I think UAB is – I love them. I think they're good. I, they're physically just not strong enough. They're just not big enough. Yeah, I, I had a feeling you might go that direction. Uh, we've only got a few I, more minutes. I don't, I'll tell you this. This is the one I don't like the most, and it's simply because I, 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 just, I just love I love Bill, and I trust him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. All right, so I'm riding UAB plus seven. You've got BYU minus seven. Uh, next up on the board, we have got da -da -da, uh, 4.45 p.m. Central Time, Lending Tree Bowl, Liberty, the Fighting Hugh Freezes against Eastern Michigan. And you know how much I love Chris Creighton. Uh, the Lending Tree Bowl gift suite on that one as well. It's in Mobile, Alabama, Lad People Stadium. Uh, this one is interesting. Uh, Eastern Michigan, a nine-point underdog as it sits right now. Hugh Freeze has kind of been money in bowl games. But the thing that, that worries me is Liberty is really bad at penalties, Eastern Michigan is really good, really disciplined football team. Uh, Eastern Michigan will not be able to stop the run. They just won't. Uh, on the other side, I don't know that Liberty is going to be able to stop Ben Bryant in that passing attack for Eastern Michigan. This seems like 
maybe it, it, so it's kind of an audition for Malik Willis. Uh, but I'm going to go the opposite direction. I think this could end up being a bit of a shootout. And when we get those kind of situations, I, I think I'm going to ride with the underdog here. Eastern Michigan plus the nine. Uh, Chris Creighton has been money as an underdog. And and I will take him in this spot because Liberty's kind of been terrible as a favorite this season. I think they closed the year one and five against the spread. Um, so I will I'll, I'll take Eastern Michigan to cover the nine just because I think the line should have been closer to seven. Um, but uh, Liberty looks like the bigger, stronger team overall. It wouldn't surprise me if they cover this. But I, I will take Eastern Michigan here. Man, I don't think we've agreed on a game yet, dude. That's weird. Oh, um, we got upstate. Oh, yeah, I guess maybe. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I, I like Liberty here. I, I think Hugh Freeze with a couple of weeks to prepare is, is usually pretty good, right? Maybe I'm wrong on that. No, no, you're right. But, but you're I, right. I, I, you know, you're right as in the regular season he has, he has struggled to, uh, to, to do, uh, you know, to, to keep up, I guess, and to cover and to play consistently. That's been the motto of this season is inconsistency, and, and Liberty has been uh, absolutely a part of that. But at the same time, I think Hugh, with a couple of weeks to prepare, he's got the best quarterback he may have ever coached um, uh, on, his, on his arm. And uh, one more game with him, I, I think that they're going to show up and they're going to put on a show. Hey, you might be right. You might be right. So Liberty minus nine for you, Eastern Michigan plus nine for me. Uh, we've got two more right quick, so let's go ahead and dive into it. December 18th, 6.30 p.m. Central, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl uh, presented by Stifle. I don't even know what the hell Stifle is, but uh, Oregon State and Utah State, the Aggies of Utah State are a seven-point dog here. This is at SoFi Stadium, Inglewood, California. The gift bag here, JR286 duffel bag, which uh, apparently is really good. Bump box, Bluetooth speaker, Maui gym, sunglass fittings, uh, commemorative football water bottle gift card, value to be determined. Uh, pretty good, pretty good gift uh, haul there. So I, I look at this, and Utah State has been money against the spread as an underdog, and they are also undefeated away from home. They've got a ton of transfers that came in with Blake Anderson. That at, at, Parker and I on the Bet US show have a theory about this about maybe they actually play better away from altitude because they haven't gotten acclimated to it enough. Uh, at home, which is kind of ridiculous. But, uh, you know, you see the fact that they lost three games at home this year and they're undefeated away from there. Uh, it kind of leads you to, to believe one way or the other. Oregon State has a really good offensive line, but Utah State has been kind of money against the run. Like, they have a pretty good defensive line that I think can slow down Oregon State a little bit. If this becomes uh, Logan Bonner against Chase, uh, Chance Nolan at just throwing the football, I'm I'm going Utah State all day, so I'll take the Aggies plus the seven. Yeah, I I really like this game a lot. I, I think Oregon State has been one of the most impressive and exciting teams all year that that uh, that I didn't have a lot of expectation for. Yeah, Jonathan and, Smith uh, has been money. He's been awesome. Yeah, they they've been awesome. But I'm kind of with you, man. <laughs> I think what, what the Aggies are doing offensively are pretty impressive, and I think it's going to be hard to slow them down. And uh, I, with that being – if you can score the way I think they can score, it's really hard to beat them by a lot in cover numbers. So I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them. I'm going to take my chances with them. All right. And then last game, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up so I can let you out of here. Uh, December 18th. 8.15 p.m. Central Time, the New Orleans Bowl. We've got Louisiana with uh, De- DeSimo. 
to see, I, I'm guessing that's the guy's name. I don't have it written down in front of me. That's the new head coach that's replacing Billy Napier. Uh, Napier will not be coaching in this game at Louisiana and Marshall. And Louisiana is a five-point favorite here. Uh, this is the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. The uh, the gifts here, gift suite, and fossil watch. So you know, eh, whatever. Uh, fossil watch is kind of nice though. At Louisiana, I think. The way that they reacted when they won the uh, the championship, when they were sending out Billy Napier, uh, you know, part of that coaching staff is leaving, all that good stuff. It seemed like the end of the season for them. I I kind of look at Charles Huff and what he's doing at Marshall. They're going to have Grant Wells playing. That is certainly good because he's missed a portion of the season uh, with injuries, etc. Grant Wells is a good quarterback. Uh, so long as he's got a little bit of protection, he should be all right. I kind of like Marshall in this spot. I thought this would be closer to a field goal. Uh, I don't know that they're going to win, but I do like Marshall plus the five uh, to be able to keep this in a tight game. Uh, So it's something like 21-17 gets me a cover here. So I feel good about that. I'll take uh, the Thundering Herd. I think I'm with you on that for the exact same reasons. I think uh, losing Napier is a big deal. I think that's important. And uh, you're right. That was my exact thought exactly when they won. The American was. This was oh, the, the Sun Belt, and they Sunbelt. were yeah. the Sun Belt. I'm sorry, yeah. They were they were celebrating what that team has accomplished, and this trip seems like a uh, a party trip to have a good time. Which no, no, I'm not going to look down on that, but I just think that's what that was. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, I know you got places to be, so let me let you out of here, and then I will wrap up the show. Appreciate it, buddy. Of course, yeah. we'll talk to you on uh, Sunday. All right, so Chris is out of here. Uh, let me go ahead and wrap up this show. We uh, we went through the Friday and Saturday bowl games. On uh, We're going to record probably late Sunday night for a Monday morning show. So make sure and join us for that. We're going to go back through uh, some of the other bowl games for next week and whatnot. Our bowl pick them. We're going to try and pick every single bowl game. There may be some that we end up not covering. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but I do know this. We will cover every single bowl game over on the BetUS College Football Show for a deeper dive into those games. Make sure and go subscribe to that channel and uh, and like the videos, watch the videos. Of course, there is a BetUS Football Show podcast that you can also download as well that'll, uh, that'll give you the audio version of those. So... Uh, with that said, we are going to go ahead and dive out of here. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. We certainly appreciate you watching the show it, it, week in and week out. The numbers just continue to rise, and, and I can't thank you enough for that. I know I say it almost every show, but I do want you to know that it is heartfelt, it is sincere, and I'm very serious when I tell you thank you because when we started this thing six years ago, uh, we never would have imagined that we would have the reach that we do now, and and it's because of you guys. So we uh, we treat this like a sports bar. It's uh, a getaway from the real world for us, and we appreciate you guys, you know, letting us be a part of your day. So with that said, uh, make sure and go to Winning Cures Everything. Go over to BetUS. They bring you the show each and every time out. It's America's premier online sports book, BetUS.com, where the game begins. There's a link in the description for it. I host the BetUS College Football Show. Just told you about that. Make sure and subscribe. There's a link in the description there. And, of course, uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast and the YouTube channel uh, for us. So if, if you're watching on YouTube, go subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, go subscribe on YouTube. we got a bunch of goals that we're trying to hit, and we would love for you to, uh, to help us get there. So we certainly, certainly appreciate you. With that said, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, hopefully all of your bowl game and NFL picks hit this week. 
Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.